Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Welcome back to Giver, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Full disclosure, this is actually the second time I'm filming this episode. I filmed it two days ago and I went to go upload it and the audio was so quiet and it was so muffled and I was like, what is going on? I was talking into my mic the whole time, but my computer was recording from its own speakers and it sounded so awful I couldn't post it. So here we are doing it again and that's all right. <laughs> I swear to God, this will never not happen to me. I'm such a technologically illiterate person. I always have these like weird mishaps and these, I don't know, I'm the girl that's like getting like signing onto the Zoom call and like my mic's not working, my camera's not working. <laughs> it's just wild. But um, welcome back. Another week. Happy to be here. Happy to um, be answering all your questions. I put up a question box on Tuesday and you guys had so many questions so fast. I was very overwhelmed. I felt like Ian. I feel like Ian's like known for his Q&As and every time he puts up a question box, it takes like five minutes for there to be 500 questions. So I felt special. So thank you guys for caring enough to ask me questions and want to know my answers. You guys know I'm an open book. I really don't have very much that I wouldn't talk about in terms of my own self and my journey. I do respect other people and don't want to talk on theirs. But for me, I, I find kind of a peace in sharing and connecting. I don't really have much shame or I try not to have shame. And I find by sharing and talking about things, it almost removes the shame that I feel for certain things that might have stigmas or that we might be insecure about in our own bodies. And I think it's just a really powerful way to connect with other people. So we're here another week, bearing it all for you guys. I've been getting so many messages from you guys saying, just sending gratitude and letting me know that you guys appreciate this and I appreciate those messages so much. I think a lot of times I struggle with a little bit of imposter syndrome, especially because all the people around me are so successful. My brother, my husband, Courtney, they're kind of on a different level in terms of social media power and influence. So it kind of feels, it's easy to feel foolish, <laughs> to be completely honest, posting a podcast and, and feeling relevant and all that kind of stuff. It's something that I've definitely struggled with. Even when we do like merch drops for Ian, I'm like, oh my God, I have to sell out immediately. And Christopher's like, you don't actually have to, but that is kind of the standard that I've been around. Right. So it's really, it's tough, but I'm still proud of myself. I'm still happy to be here. And I still think even if I'm impacting five people, I'm happy because this is regardless of the impact or the external validation that's coming from this. This makes me feel good. Talking to you guys and sharing and hearing your stories and relating is really powerful for me. So I thank you guys. I have so much, so much gratitude for the community that I've kind of built and that's growing now with Giver. So thank you guys. I'm so, so, so happy that you're here. Yeah, I feel like we might as well jump into it. 
I could start with like an update about my life and where I'm at right now in terms of fitness and fertility. But honestly, all the questions are about that because you guys have been along and you guys want a little update anyways. So I'm just going to hop into the questions and then we can go from there. Okay. Starting off a little boring, not super juicy, but do you recognize magnesium for relaxation slash sleep? Absolutely. I take magnesium gliconate every night before sleep. Uh, Revive has a really good product. It's just two capsules. And I've actually started taking it in the morning too for the kind of relaxation and anti-anxiety properties that it may have. I've been experiencing, I would say, I don't know if stress is the right word, but I think I've been putting my body under too much stress. So I think there's a bit of a stress response going on inside of me. So I'm trying to combat that a little bit because obviously with fertility and hormones, you don't want to have a heightened stress response. High cortisol actually really affects our female hormones. So I've been taking Revive's magnesium gliconate two in the morning and then two about... I would say an hour before I go to sleep. It helps a lot. It just kind of like settles your body, settles your muscles, settles your mind. And yeah, absolutely. I would recommend it. No question. Just want to say I love the podcast and it has helped me so much. Thank you. That's from Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa, if you're listening. I was literally probably talking about you at the beginning of this video. Talk about how you're taking care of your curls. My curls are not here right now. I actually just got a haircut because I felt like it was too, it was, I had too, it was too much hair. I couldn't handle it, especially going to the track and sweating and running and it was just too much. So I actually had like probably half of my extensions taken out and then I had kind of a big chop. I'm not really the person to ask when it comes to caring for curls because I don't, okay, caring for them. I am the person to ask. I have very dry hair. I have very damaged hair. I have fine curly hair and it does not do well to bleach. And I actually got a balayage, I think a year ago now, and it was gorgeous, but my hair just can't handle any sort of bleach. So I've been really focusing on repair and hydrating my hair right now. So I've been using a deep conditioning mask most of the time when I wash my hair. So I'm actually washing my hair probably two to three times a week, which is more than I used to. But I feel like with sweating and scalp buildup, especially if you have curly hair, you don't really brush it. It it just, I feel like there's more buildup in it. So I've been washing it way more frequently, but every time I wash, I'm doing a deep conditioning mask. I think it's by day. I'll, uh, I'll post it in the description of the YouTube video. And I've also been using a conditioner after the deep conditioning mask. So I wash, put in the mask, do my body care, which is usually like a scrub and then a in-shower oil. And then I'll wash out the mask. And then I actually put conditioner to seal the cuticle. And then I wash that out and then I'm done. Now, I also did the K18, which was very often at the beginning. I think I did it six times in a row. And you're not conditioning your hair when you use it. And then after that, it's just maintenance. So I would say every like six weeks, I do a K18. I find it helps a lot in terms of the softness of my hair, the brittleness, the split ends. Curly hair, it's really easy to kind of fray at the bottom and it's tricky. Now, in terms of styling my curls, I am definitely not the person to ask because I have uber, uber curly hair. I have like coily ringlets and that's actually not what I like on myself. I like more of a loose curl or a wave. So I don't put any product in my hair. 
I put in a leave-in conditioner, I brush it out, and then I let it air dry. And honestly, some days I even brush out my curls and just like let the frizz come because I don't like when my coils curl up so high. It makes my hair look so short and I don't like it. So for me, it's really been more about the wash days and the deep conditioning masks and protecting it when I sleep and that kind of stuff to help repair the damage and less about actually styling it on the day to day. I've been avoiding heat and I almost was like, oh, I can never use heat on my hair. But I also like how my hair looks straight. So I've kind of let go of that never feeling that I had. And I've just been using a really good heat protectant when I use heat on my hair. And yeah, that's it. How to let go of bodybuilding when that's all you know to do. I want to be a mom, but I'm scared. What's next? Oh, wow. I really, really, really relate to this. To me, this has to do with a lot of self-work and a lot of reflection of who you are as a woman, of who you are as a person. And I I want you to know that your value and who you are has nothing to do with the title of a bodybuilder. I know it's scary because all you know is doing that and working towards that goal, but I promise you, you can still have goals. You can still eat properly. You can still work out. You can still have all these things that bodybuilding gives you. And just because you don't have the title of competitor or bodybuilder or, or figure competitor or Olympian, it does not at all take away from who you are and your value as a person. So I would just really get curious with yourself. What do you want? Is it to be a mom? Is that what's next for you? And if it is, it's going to be hard to say goodbye to the chapter of being a bodybuilder or being a competitor, being a competitor brought you so much. It was such a beautiful chapter of your life and chapters aren't meant to go on forever. It's okay for it to close and for the next one to come and for you to be so excited for it and for you to look back at that last chapter and be so grateful for it. I really liked kind of reflecting on what I learned from being a competitor. I liked reflecting on the people that I met, the places that I got to go, the connections that I got to make. And those don't go away when you stop. Those are all beautiful things that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And that really helped me kind of say goodbye to that with peace and with happiness. So I really feel for you and I am sending you so much love because bodybuilding is amazing. It's so fun. It creates so much drive. It's We are all so passionate about it, but there is so much more to life if you decide to leave it behind. I promise. Do you have any specific athletic goals with all the new training you were doing with Ian? I'm just trying to keep up with Ian. I feel like I was faster than him for one track practice and then the next one he was outrunning me. I don't want to be fast like Ian. I just want to have extreme cardiovascular fitness. So I would like to be able to run 5k and not be gassed. I would like to start timing my run and pacing myself, seeing how fast I can do a bit longer distances. I'm not like into the sprinting and being like a super fast short distance runner. I want to increase my hip mobility. I want to increase my explosiveness in terms of jumping and that kind of power. I want to improve my flexibility. I wasn't a track star like Ian was. i I was kind of good and I ran on the track team in high school, but I wasn't like training at the club like he was. So the goals are a, a lot less specific than his right now. I They might evolve as I get more comfortable with my running form and with my pacing and all that kind of stuff. But right now it's really just kind of changing the goals of my fitness journey from aesthetics and like how my body looks to more performance and health. 
And it feels really good to be honest. I actually just ordered a Garmin heart rate and like pacer. I don't know. Everyone in Florida, all the serious people have it. So I messaged Sammy and I was like, what is this? And do I need it? I didn't get the super fancy one, but I got one that tracks your heart rate and your calories and you can pace. It has like GPS so you can pace your routes and and see how fast you're running. I think it tracks like how fast you run your miles, stuff like that. So I'm really excited for that. I think that comes in today and I'll start basically monitoring my performance. Fan from New Zealand. Oh, I love you. I think I, I am almost positive I've convinced Ian to take me to Australia and potentially New Zealand this winter. So I'm fucking stoked. Do you take creatine even if you don't compete anymore? I don't right now, but honestly, I probably should. There's a lot of benefits, especially for women in terms of creatine that are not just, I mean, it's not even muscle building. It's really muscular endurance and I should start. Thank you for reminding me. Only fans. This is interesting. I get this a lot. And I think it's because I post like pretty freely on my Instagram with my body and my husband and I talk very freely about sex and stuff. We're, we're kind of like silly and don't take it too seriously. With that being said, I don't want any sort of success or worth or validation or money to come from my sexuality as a woman. I really respect and love my sexuality and it's very special and sacred to me between myself and my husband. I also have a massive amount of respect for my husband and my marriage and call me traditional, but that side of me is just for him only and no amount of money in the entire world could ever change that. Okay. How does women's health work? I just want to say I'm I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a scientist. The people that formulated these products are cellular biologists. They know mechanisms of action. They can speak to this a lot more powerfully. So I'm going to try my best. Women's Health is a blend of natural ingredients that have been found to help balance sex hormones, specifically in women. So you've heard me talk about inositol. There is myo-inositol in the women's health. That's going to help with keeping levels balanced throughout the menstrual cycle, helping FS levels. There's also maca root in women's health, which I'm sure anyone who's ever done any sort of research in terms of natural ways to help your female hormone levels, you've heard of maca or maca, I don't know how to say it, but it helps with estrogen dominance and it can, it's been shown to improve libido and again, help with those like crazy fluctuations that we may have. And then there's also stinging nettle root. It's been shown to bind to our sex hormone binding globulin, (laughs) SHBG, which can help with estrogen dominance and kind of freeing up testosterone to kind of balance out that estrogen. So again, there's nothing in this product that if you're already good, it's going to make it worse. It's just going to help maintain those good levels. And if you're struggling with any sort of estrogen dominance or imbalances, it's going to help that too. And the products don't change your cycle or your flow of your hormones because our hormones change through all our phases. Every month we're going through like a crazy roller coaster of hormone changes. Men, they're on a 24-hour clock and it's the same every day. Women, we're very, very different. We have four phases and the hormones are different in all of them. So this product doesn't change those cycles or your phases. It kind of just helps ensure that your levels are where they need to be. There's not going to be excess of this or excess of that. 
And again, if you're having an extreme problem and you need to find the root cause, whether it's thyroid or cortisol or anything like that, that's kind of affecting your hormone levels. This probably isn't going to be a save for you, but it's definitely not going to make it worse. And for me, I always try the natural route first. So yeah, I hope that answered your question. I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor. So how's your journey going? It's good. It's a little weird right now because I actually, we're talking about sharing vulnerability. Here it is. I actually lost my cycle at the end of the summer and I think it was due to under eating and over exercising. So I actually saw a naturopath and she suggested that I probably have hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is losing your menstrual cycle due to malnutrition, over-exercising. I think there was one more thing that you could, maybe it was stress, but it's basically saying your HPA axis kind of balances everything. And when it's off kilter, your hormones kind of go in the shitter basically. And then you stop ovulating and you stop having your cycle. So this has been hard for me to deal with. There's probably a lot of shame that's coming up for me because I obviously went too hard. I decided to stop bodybuilding so I could be healthy and have good hormone levels. And I went into this crazy cardio dieting phase because I wanted to lose muscle and I ended up tanking my hormones anyways, which is kind of, it's hard for me. So that's number one. Number two, how to change this, how to heal from this is to eat more nutrient dense foods and exercise less. So this is going to obviously cause me to gain weight. And that again is very mentally tough for me. It's it's hard for me to kind of stop the goal and focus on another goal. But I mean, I'm going to practice what I preach. What's the most important thing to me? And that's having a family. So that is what I'm doing right now. I've gained almost 10 pounds in the last probably three weeks. I'm exercising a lot less. I'm eating a lot more, especially healthy fats. I'm eating a lot of avocado, olive oil, Brazil nuts, things like that. And I actually am going to get my blood work done today. So we'll see where that's at. And yeah, that's kind of what my journey is now. And I think it's probably something that a lot of women can relate to. And um, I'm happy to share with you guys. Why did you choose to lose so much weight? Reason, your goals now. I wanted to lose muscle. I I didn't want to be lean. I didn't want to compete. I didn't want to be shredded. I just really wanted to lose muscle. And unfortunately, to do that, you have to lose body fat. And I ended up getting a little too lean, a little too light, and going a little too hard. And now I'm kind of trying to counterbalance that. It's funny because as soon as you live Roth, live if you're listening, I love you, she commented on my photo discussing like gaining weight. And she was like, you can feel so skinny and then you have a big meal and all of a sudden all the muscles back. And that is the most true thing I've ever, ever heard. You can be flat and depleted from cardio and from eating low calories. And then as soon as you start eating again, I feel like the glycogen just goes to your muscles and you're like, oh yeah, they're all still there. So it's tough. I don't necessarily feel softer now. I actually feel much more muscular and leaner, which it's not how I want to feel anymore. But again, it's this is going to be a very long journey for me. It doesn't have to be done. I mean, it's only been, I stopped in February. So February, March, April, May, June, July, August. It's only been seven months. So 
it's going to take years and I'm okay with it. And yeah. During your recent weight loss journey, how often did you weigh yourself? So I actually didn't. I weighed myself probably once every maybe four weeks, not because it was timing, just because it would be, honestly, Ian would usually be curious, like, wonder what you weigh now. And then by the end, the weight started to fall off very, very quickly. And then I actually started weighing myself to make sure I didn't get under a certain number. Because once I hit about 143, it was, it felt extreme. It was in my face. It was, I lost my cycle. All these things started to kind of not be conducive to overall health anymore. So now I'm actually weighing myself to make sure I don't go back down. And I'm, I'm still trying to balance my output and my input because it's new for me. I've lost muscle. My metabolism's different. I'm natural. My hormones are different. My thyroid levels are different. So I'm still trying to balance this. I mean, I guess my BMR and, and my activity levels. So right now I'm weighing myself probably every couple days and I'm just making sure that the scale is either going up a little bit or staying the same. And right now I'm up to like 152 probably. I'm feeling better. So yeah, that's that. If a girl I like has past trauma, how do I prove I'm different? She's just so scared, yet I know she has a thing for me. What's the best approach for assurance? Extreme empathy and understanding, always. She doesn't really need advice right now. All she really needs is a consistent support system. And if you really love her, I would give that to her and just keep showing up for her. For me, I like when people ask me questions. Some people don't like that. I would kind of see if she wants to talk about it more with you, if she'll let you in a little bit. But I think it's really, really important in these situations to lead with understanding and empathy and not lead with advice. Don't try to fix it for her. That almost is going to, I don't know what the word is, disvalidate, not validate what she's going through. That's what I would say. Maybe eventually you guys can start talking about her going to see someone or you going to see someone with her and just staying close to each other. How do you keep yourself so positive and motivated? I don't. I actually came home last night from a very long day and I was a B-I-T-C-H. Like I was not nice. And poor Ian was like, what's going on? Like you're, you're stressed out. You're, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. He's like, it's eight o'clock. Like there's no rush, but I definitely worked myself up. And I do that a lot, especially if I feel like the house is dirty or stupid shit. Like I haven't eaten enough in the day and then I'm mad at myself because it's eight o'clock at night and I haven't eaten enough. And it's just like, it comes out in really bad ways. So I don't, I really, really don't. Yesterday, Ian kind of like checked me. He asked me a few times and I kind of was just pushing him away. He was actually on the bro chat podcast while this was happening. And he's so sweet. He kept muting it and coming over and asking me. And I just wasn't, I wasn't responding. And then I went into the bathroom and I started washing my face and doing my nighttime routine. And then I went back outside and I was like, hi, can I have a hug? And he hugged me and I was like, I'm so sorry that I showed up like that. Like it's, I wish that I didn't and I don't want to be like that, but I was just overwhelmed and I just wasn't processing. I should have taken a breath and just been here with you and I'm so sorry. And he was like, it's okay. But it's, that is an example of what I'm working on. If you guys watched my I don't even know what it was titled, but where I basically bared it all for you guys, I tend to get very hard and push people away and get like aggressive, like if I'm not feeling great and uh, I don't want to do that anymore. So yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress. What's your go-to self-care routine? I honestly really like having like a shower, washing my hair, doing a hair mask, exfoliating my body 
doing a shower oil, then putting moisturizer all over my body, putting body oil all over my body, washing my face, maybe doing a face mask, moisturizing my face. And then I love to get in like a clean bed, clean sheets, clean, fresh, crisp white sheets and read a book or watch my favorite show. And honestly, to do that really, really, really resets me. It really does. Key to keeping a good relationship with yourself. This is going to be different for everybody. I'm someone that's very hard on myself. So for me, it's grace and acceptance. Someone who might not be as in tune with themselves, it probably would be curiosity. I have a therapist that I see. I have a husband that I talk to a lot about how I am. I tend to reach out to my brother a lot. If I feel like I'm confused about something with myself, I'll ask him how I come across or how he experiences me because he probably knows me best of anybody in the world. Ian's Mongolian beef recipe. First of all, Ian keeps posting all his gorgeous food on his stories. That is me. I'm cooking it. That Mongolian beef recipe, you actually tend, it was sliced steak. So you tenderize it in, I feel like it was baking soda and cornstarch and a bit of soy sauce and garlic and salt. So I tenderized that. I left it in that mixture for about an hour and then I fried it in a pan, cooked it fully, removed it from the pan, and then I made the sauce, which was... I think brown sugar, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, salt, and um, hoisin sauce. And I mixed it up. I just shook it in a mason jar. That's how I make like all my salad dressings and all my marinades. And then you put the beef back in a pan and actually cook it on high with that sauce. And because the sauce is like a bit sugary, it kind of caramelizes and crystallizes and it makes this like crispy kind of beef. But it was really good. I can't lie. What's your favorite fashion trend currently? My favorite fashion trend has been and always will be baggy clothes, specifically baggy pants on women. I'm obsessed. I think it looks so good. So I'm really, really into that right now. I like wearing more masculine clothes and kind of balancing out with like a small top or like having a tiny bra under like a big Carhartt jacket. And I'm really into vintage shopping right now. Ottawa doesn't really have very much good thrifting, but I want to go to Toronto to go shopping. And they, I feel like they have such good vintage stores and a kith just opened there, but I've been on Grailed kind of finding like, you know, vintage pieces and it's so affordable and I feel like it's so much better than just buying new all the time. Oh, in terms of like the gym, I'm so into this like tennis and run aesthetic. All I'm wearing is like running shorts from Aloe, from New Balance, from Asics, like this running vibe, the track and field vibe I'm really leaning into and a few other things that I'm creating myself. Hint, hint. No question, just you and Ian are so awesome. Love the content from you guys, coolest. We're, we're not cool. We're actually the dorkiest people that I know, but thank you so much. We love sharing with you guys. I'm so happy that I have a husband that's almost on the same page as me in terms of transparency and like not giving a fuck. So thank you so much. Do you think that removing the second I in Ian's name would be funny or sad in his eyes? I feel like that'd be sad. I feel like that's part of his identity. Do you still catch up with Chris from time to time? <laughs> yeah, he's my brother. I talk to him very often. Biggest piece of advice you'd give, you'd give yourself in your 20s? I guess it's not that important. <laughs> what you think your career is going to be and what you think your life has to be and what it has to look like, it really is not important. Be present. Focus on your relationships. Focus on being a good person. Focus on connection and trust that everything's going to work out. And usually the plans are going to go haywire anyway. So just love your life. Would it be possible to pay for signed shirts from you and Ian for my... Yeah? Hell yeah. 
What's your best advice for dealing with stress? Oh God, I don't know. If someone finds out, please tell me. Usually it's talking to my people about it, to be honest. I don't usually follow that advice, but it always helps. Do you have a sex preference for your firstborn? No. If I'm blessed with a baby, I'm so happy to have whatever comes out. Healthy, happy, I am so stoked, whatever it is. After Ian retired, you don't compete anymore. Hello, <laughs> mama did it first. I retired in February, actually, so no, I don't compete anymore. How much has your self-confidence risen since having work done? What? This has to be from a man. I don't know what you constitute as work. I'm assuming lip filler, because that's what I've had, and maybe my boob job. But I promise you my self-confidence did not change one bit from the work that I've done. It's always been here, and it has nothing to do with those kind of things. Will you ever get merch? I will. I'm scared that I'll make it and no one will buy it. So I've just been making Ian's and I'm focusing on that right now. We have a lot coming that I'm so stoked about. But um, no, I've definitely, I have ideas for Giver merch that are so cool. So maybe one day I'll get the balls to launch that. Always keep the sun, the sunshine smile on your face. Ian is always getting stronger. That's so nice. Okay. I have about three questions asking me how I'm doing and how life is after Ian has retired. It's great. It's free. It feels like vacation. He's so much happier. And that's all that matters to me is his happiness and his peace. So it is fan-fucking-tastic. How are you doing? You are such a motivator. You inspire me a lot. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Um, I'm good. Always good. Always working on shit and always good. What advice would you give for a figure athlete aspiring to turn pro? Your physique is my goal. I mean, just enjoy the process. Don't rush it. Put your best foot forward. Always put in the, the best effort that you can. And you are going to get exactly out of this process what you put into it. So work hard. It's, it's very empowering. Family dinner soon. Mike, you better fucking text me and invite me over. If not, I'm texting Sandra and I'm forcing it on you. When will baby Valier be coming? I heard Ian talking about it on bro chat. As, so as soon as it's here, it's coming. There's We're not really <laughs> waiting for anything, just waiting for the gods to bless us with a pregnancy. Where do I start? Very broad, but I want to love myself and I do everything to sabotage. Therapy probably. Find a good therapist and just find the root of that baby. You guys are so sweet. So many people are just like giving compliments and asking how I'm doing. It's so, how do you approach conflict in your relationship? Communication and trust. I trust Ian's intentions are always good. I trust he always has the relationship's best interest and my best interest at heart. And I want to assume generosity when it comes to my husband. So I try to do that if I need time apart for me to figure out the good intention and the, the positivity of the conflict and where it's where we're breaking down and the fact that the conflict is not coming from that he doesn't love me or he doesn't care about me I will take that time and then I'll come back and I always like to tell him what I think his good intention is because that's going to reduce the defensiveness and probably open up communication a lot more can you post your skincare products everything's on my shop my page my outfits my skincare my hair care so I'll link that below how long have you been seeing a therapist and what's the most valuable thing you learned? I've been seeing a therapist. The first time I saw a therapist, I was actually 16 years old. And then I've been in therapy on and off since then. Jordan, I've been seeing since 
June. And the most valuable thing that I've learned is probably about myself and how I show up in relationships and how I'm kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I'll be scared that I'm going to get rejected or that I'm not valued. And that fear causes me to push away and put up a wall. And then what does that wall do? It keeps the person away. And it makes me think, see, I was right. I'm not valued. They don't care about me. So I'm really, really trying to be more gentle and be less guarded and to trust the people I have in my life because they deserve it. Do you count macros? You look amazing, by the way. I do not. I eat intuitively and I kind of like it that way. I think because I competed for so long and I was weighing everything and I was, you know, I mean, even when I competed, I actually didn't count macros or I didn't know how many calories I'm eating, but I don't like to be too structured because it can lead to a lot of restriction for me and I don't want to live like that anymore. Looking back on your life, what is something you realize now that you took for granted? I don't think in the recent been taking very many things for granted. I'm very thankful and full of gratitude and I, I have a lot of love and appreciation for everything that's in my life. But when I was younger, I think I took a lot of the relationships I had for granted. Relationships with my parents, with my brother, with my girlfriends. I had pretty good girlfriends in high school and I kind of didn't respect or appreciate them because I thought I was in love with a guy that treated me like shit. But honestly, I learned a lot from that and I will never, ever do that again. Dua Lipa, is that you? Simon, you're trying to get on my good side here. You message Ian and you tell him that you think I look like her because that is Ian's biggest celebrity crush. Are y'all wanting to wait until after Christopher and Courtney's wedding to try for a baby now that Ian is retired? So we weren't waiting for Ian to retire to try for a baby. I was more than happy. If you guys have listened to the podcast, I'm sure you know, I was more than happy to have a baby while Ian was competing. Something that I've learned for sure is that a decision that is that important to your life, you need to make it for you and you need to not put it on anyone else's timeline because it's too important and it's about you and your husband. Do you run? What's your current train? Oh, your current workout like? Huh. Yes. We have track two times a week, which is two hours on Mondays and Thursdays. We're not running for two hours straight. We're doing drills. We're doing sprints. We're doing strides. We're doing jogs or doing mobility hurdle work, jumping hurdles, like just stepping over them. And I spin a lot. I've been doing bike work every other day. And I actually just started doing kind of running on the treadmill one minute on, one minute off because it's really hard for me to run right now, but I want to up it. So yeah. Can you talk more about your fertility journey? I feel like I have, but I'll, I'll give like a brief synopsis and this will continue to happen because it's a journey, right? It's still ongoing. I started looking into my fertility in March. We went to the Ottawa Fertility Clinic and I got tested. I wanted to make sure everything was good. I got my IUD out and we kind of just started to embrace this stage in our life. Since then, I said earlier, I've lost my cycle. So now I'm trying to get that back. So we're focusing on eating and lowering the stress on the body so I can get pregnant. Ian is also on a protocol now of HCG, HMG, and I believe clomiphene. So yeah, that's where we are right now. And we We'll do this for a little bit. And if we need to, we'll go back to the fertility clinic and get tested again and see what's going on. But right now we're just kind of doing the thing. (laughs) 
How do you know it's time to settle down for a family and put a pause on bodybuilding? At the end of last year, I started to just not care about trophies or winning or the Olympia or the way I looked. And I just started to care more about connection and family. And I saw all my girlfriends have beautiful babies and I saw their husbands being amazing dads. And I just knew that it was time. Would you ever consider online fitness coaching? I did it once. I have a really hard time because it's so cold. There's not really a lot of like interaction and connection. I would love to train people in person eventually. If Ian opens a gym, I would love to have something to do with that. Pushing women through workouts, through boot camp classes, things like that. But I I really thrive on like in-person energy exchange and connection. So yeah. How many weeks did it take you to see changes in your body when you started dieting? I lost 15 pounds in about five weeks. And I did not look any different. I had quite a bit of body fat on me. So those first five weeks and those first 15 pounds didn't really have a noticeable change. But after that, it kind of was every pound that I lost was visually obvious. So just keep going. Who is older, you or Christopher? I am. I'm born in 1990 and Christopher's born in 95. How to deal with breakups. Take all that time and energy that you were investing in the relationship and in your partner and put it onto you. Do things that make you feel good. Start a new hobby. Start working on some new goals. I don't know. Self-love, baby. I feel like it's the biggest healer. It also is going to transform you into a better version of yourself that's going to attract a better partner for you. I believe in the law of attraction. So, yeah. Do you plan on expanding your passion in fashion design or sticking to growing the TV brand? <laughs> I don't know what a TV brand is. Um, but yes, my long-term goal for my life is to be a fashion designer. Is That's where my creativity really thrives and that's where I like light up. It's one of those things that when I'm doing it, the energy isn't being expended. It's, it's being given back to me. So yeah, that is, that's the long-term goal for my life. Did you like Portugal when you went there with Ian? We loved it. Estoril was beautiful. I would go back there in a heartbeat. We went to Cascais, which was also fun. It was a bit busier, but it was really fun. Lisbon wasn't really my vibe, to be honest. If we went back, I would like to go to the Algarves. That's where our uh, my in-laws are right now, but yeah, we really liked it. Do you have veneers? And if so, how was the process? By the way, I love your energy. I love yours. I do have two veneers. So the two teeth on either side of my uh, two front teeth are veneers. They were fangs before and I wanted them to be straight. They shaved down my teeth. Then I got temps put in. I went to a lab. They color matched to my two front teeth. And then the lab made the veneers. And then I think a few weeks after the temps came out and then the veneers went on. I can't lie. It wasn't like a very enjoyable process. I don't know if I could do my whole mouth ever. I'm not, I don't really like drilling in my mouth and stuff like that, but it wasn't super painful. They're shaving down your teeth, but not to like the nerve. So, but I love my teeth now. I wouldn't change it for the world. Does getting a boyfriend slash girlfriend naturally happen in your opinion or, and you can't just go out and find one? Um, I don't think you should ever be looking. I think that will create a sense of desperation and it actually might make you lower your standards a little bit and ignore some red flags. But I do think you creating a good you is going to attract the right person for you. So when I met Ian, I was not looking at all. I was kind of in this phase in my early twenties where I was like, 
I'm not going to focus on chasing men anymore. I'm just going to focus on working on myself. And that's when I met him. And I guarantee you, if I had met him two years prior, he probably wouldn't have even seen me or recognized my energy because I just so was not in a good place. So I don't think you should look. I don't think you should ever be desperate. We can hope and we can manifest and we can create, but I would do that by creating it in yourself. Have you ever tried a full English breakfast? No. I feel like that's like way too heavy for me. I don't really like like beans and meat and stuff like that for breakfast. I mean, if I was in England and it was like part of the experience, for sure I would try it. Are y'all planning on expanding your family in Canada or the U.S.? This is such a hard question for me, but we we will go wherever feels right for us. Right now, that's Canada. Our parents are here. It's a very special place for us. The only thing is, obviously, I miss my brother dearly. I also would like to have like our kids grow up near each other. So that's something that matters to us. Business matters to us. Whatever the next business venture is for Ian will probably follow that. But I believe you choose where you settle and you get to make it home. So yeah, wherever we go, we'll go and we'll be happy. And I trust that Ian will, you know, make the right decision for our family and I'll just be, I'll be happy that we're happy and successful and safe and hopefully it's around all of our family. And if it's not, we'll make sure we have enough room for people to come visit all the time. Are you on the rogue grind with Ian? No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I hate those things. I put one in my mouth and it burned the fuck out of my gums. I don't know. I don't get that like feeling from the nicotine. Like I'm not really into it. Top supplement. Okay. This is the last one. <laughs> Top supplements for females and hormones. Women's health. I talked about it at the beginning. Inositol. Amazing. You've heard me talk about that a lot. If you're a high stress case, if you feel like your body is stressed out or your mind is stressed out, I would take adrenal core or I would take calm or ashwagandha because that can really affect your sex hormones and thyroid. If you think your TSH is downregulated or you need some thyroid support, I would use thyroid, but it's kind of going to depend on the cause of what's going on with your hormones. So obviously you need to be eating enough. You need to be managing your stress. Your thyroid needs to be good. So I would probably do some blood work and see where it's at. And you can tell if your TSH is low. And if that's low, take start taking a natural thyroid and see if that helps. If you do a Dutch chest and you see that your cortisol levels are high, start managing that. And that will probably help your hormones by taking, obviously there's going to be lifestyle choices, but if you want to take some ashwagandha or some magnesium, Calm is a really good product. Adrenal core is a really good product. And then women's health is obviously just going to help any sort of kind of estrogen dominance that you have. Chase Berry is very good for low progesterone. Cheers, you guys. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for being patient. This episode is late once again. I'm probably just going to change the day these come out because Wednesday just always seems too overwhelming for me. I feel like weekends and like the beginning of the week are usually pretty heavy for us. So let's just say these are going to start coming out on Fridays and then it can kind of be a fun little thing before the weekend. And next week it's going to be Ian and I again because he's my favorite and he gets me the most views. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not. That's that. I love you guys so much. And I'm so happy that we have each other and that you guys continue to listen. Send you guys so much love. Keep giving her. Keep killing life. Keep living in love. Keep loving yourself. Keep loving others. 
and enjoy this beautiful ride because it's fucking awesome. Okay, love you guys. Bye.